but also why is soccer ball? I guess because they're just they're everywhere in France. That's the reason. Fun fact, and I'm actually not sure this is a fact. This is just a, a thing that I observed. Um, is that facts? I observe it. Anyways, if, it, if it's true. Yeah, well, this could be true. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of I Finally Watched. I'm Alon. And this is David, and today I finally watched Marathon Man. So the first time I watched Marathon Man was back in like college, probably sophomore year. And I'm pretty sure I like dozed off because I... It's such a weird phenomenon, this movie, I feel like, because I it, it starts from like one point and goes in a completely different direction uh, by the end of it. And so like one second he's running around um, a park and then the next thing he's like underground being tortured. And I was just like, this is such a weird movie but it's stuck with me right it's like one of those films that just sticks with you and so i was like i don't remember if this is good or bad i really wanted you to watch it because i wanted to kind of re-experience it uh and get your reaction from it but but yeah overall what did you think of marathon man uh i had the thought with like 20 minutes left that it was like if this came out in 2020 to now i would be like oh that's a pretty good movie but coming out in the 70s i'm like that's pretty middling to me really because it came out earlier because it came out around a bunch of really great movies oh um well one thing is i didn't like it opens with um with this guy i, I looked it up i forget his name but um a marathon runner or at least a runner yeah. um and uh I think he's Ethiopian because there's a story about how he, he ran without shoes to you know, promote like the problems there. Um, but I was like, Oh, this movie's about running, but it's not about running. It's not, it's, it's literally just like a plot point. And can you call your main character marathon man? If he's never ran a marathon. See, I think that's the, that's the most like, that's the biggest thing with the movie is that there's not a single marathon in it. Uh, plenty of men, yes, but no marathons. <laughs> and and men, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it's kind of weird, isn't it? Because you have the the title. Uh, and, and you could say like the titular character being the marathon man, which I assume is Justin Hoffman. He runs one like you. You kind of understand in this sense of the film where. He's practicing running a marathon, although he's never run a marathon. And then it helps him out about the midpoint of the movie. Like all of his training helps him, but not by much. Right. Like by maybe like a, a few seconds. Well, like, like, had his, like his he has just been tortured. So. Yeah, that's true, too. But but yeah, I guess. But it doesn't really show like that's helped. Uh, much and and every time you do see him running it's not like a fast run it's like a training run it's like uh, he has this you know and um uh do you think there's a correlation with with because it keeps flashing back and forth to that ethiopian runner um and he has like posters of him in his apartment so that's definitely someone he looks up to someone he admires and strives to to be i guess um when he's running away uh at the midpoint of this film, he is shoeless. Do you think there's, they were trying to draw a correlation to that? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that could make sense. I mean, I also think there's this, like, we probably get to it at some point, but there's just this big theme of him, like running away from his problems, like running away from the legacy of his father. Right. Sure. You know, Cause he yeah. starts out at university and he's like, I want to do it on, um, it's authoritarianism, but it was something else. I forget. Uh, was it fascism? But anyway, he he's like, oh, I want to write about this. And he's like, I want to talk about this and this. And he's like, well, you're going to talk about McCarthy, right? And he's like, well, I don't know. He's like, 
and the professor's like, that has to be the central point of your story. And then we get this whole thing about his dad, which like doesn't play into the movie as much as I thought it would. It plays a little. When it when they showed up at that house at the very end, when uh, Elsa took him to the house, I was like, "Oh, is this his childhood house?" It's like, "Nope, no, it's not." Yeah, but it kind of looked like it, right? From, from it the did. Flashbacks. It had the yeah. it had the hill that they ran up like his children. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay." It almost, it back. Didn't it almost feel to you like this is the aftermath of kill a, to kill a mockingbird? Like almost like it's it's like set back in that time, but it's not. It, it's like they're the they're the next generation after that time. It's like his dad's the lawyer to in that in that film. No, but um, but yeah, I mean, what did you think of uh like the supporting cast like Roy, uh, William Devane, Lawrence Olivier was in this uh film. Yeah, yeah, I know as as uh Christian Zell the the Nazi. Um, yeah. I love Roy Scheider and I've only ever seen him in Jaws before today. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was I was like every time he was on screen, I was like, I got to fucking watch more Roy Scheider movies. Um, he's a cool he's a he like I mean, at least in Jaws in this movie, he he always plays like the, the cool dude, like the chill. The guy you, know, you want to be. I was reading the uh, IMDb facts of this and it fucking ruined the movie. All that jazz for me by like. I was like, "Why? Why did it have to be in here? Like, why did you guys have to do this for me?" Because I think that Wait, is you probably were reading one of his, the IMDb, IMDB facts stuff to this movie. Obviously, yes. I wouldn't have been and upset if it. I if I know I just decided to read the all that jazz IMDb facts, and then I was upset that those facts ruined the ending of I of all that jazz. That's what happened. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, um. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't seen any any Roy Scheider movies either outside of the two you you mentioned. However, um, the I've heard a lot of good things about Clute. Okay, maybe one day. Here, have yeah, and then um, and then we talked about doing the 2010, the year we made contact movie. Yeah, eventually we got so many, we have way too many to do. Um, let's, uh, let's like get to the top of this. Cause this movie starts in so many different places. Like it first starts with a guy, this old guy who's got a broken down car. Let me just say that this whole movie, the whole plot of this movie starts because this rich Nazi in Uruguay won't give his brother enough diamonds to buy a nicer car in America. You could well. I mean, you could also say this whole movie jump starts because he cuts someone off, or he angers some some guy in the road, in the middle of the road. But that's because his car broke down. Yeah. Do you think that guy overreacted? I think he did. I think he reacted that way because he was Jewish and this guy was German and may have said some things. And so I, I mean, he calls him a Nazi right away, which is like I don't know. Maybe he was. Maybe he wasn't. I don't. I don't know if he actually. I mean, he was. I don't no, know if he, he was. I don't. Well, Nazi adjacent. Do we know if he's a Nazi? Definitely the other guy's a Nazi. His brother's no, a Nazi. I mean, I'm sure. Is. I'm sure he's a Nazi. He's I think it was implied that those he's, diamonds. Well, no, he he got those diamonds from like Jewish people. He like. No, what I yeah, but what I was saying is that those are definitely like from the Holocaust stolen diamonds. Yeah, the movie tells us that. Right. So I'm saying, like, how would that guy that german guy get his hands on it he had to have been a nazi not just aiding and abetting one they were his brothers <laughs> the movie yeah, explains so all this <laughs> I, so what's your issue they're all nazis i mean do we have any definitive proof that he's a nazi all right I think we're saying Nazi too much and we're going to get flagged. So let's move on from this. Well, it's a pretty big plot point in this movie. So, um, but then they're, they're kind of recklessly driving. Um, the one guy's like kind of committing crimes here, like bumping into him, like causing accidents on purpose. And then they hit a truck. Pushing him into the intersection, pushing him into the intersection was a little much for me. Yeah. It's a bit of a, a bit of an overreaction unless you were very sure that that was a Nazi. (laughs) Um, and it probably was. So, and then, yeah. 
So they both die, and we see like the safety deposit box key. It's like, hey, this is important. That's one mm-hmm. thing about this movie is that there are a lot of things that are supposed to be twists, but the movie kind of treats you like an idiot and like what? spells them out ahead of time for you. So I'm going to say the opposite of what you said about if this movie came out today, it would be great. But since it came out in the 70s, it's not. I feel like a lot of the camera work and a lot of the like the, the filmmaking for that time was subtle enough. But now, since we're used to those kind of twists, it had the opposite effect. I was just more making a point that movies suck today. <laughs> I know what you were um, doing. So then all of a sudden we're now in Paris with Roy Scheider. I was like, holy shit. We oui, oui. don't. Yep. I did not know he was in this until he popped up. And you told me not to read anything. And as you said that, I was on the IMDb page for this. And it says, you know, after the death of his brother. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? So Roy Scheider's going to die because clearly that's his brother. Um, I don't I get. I really wish I hadn't have read that because this whole time would have been like, eventually the movie kind of spells it out that he has a brother. And so you would have figured out, oh, it's the guy we've been following. But that that character, we not explained who that is, like in the beginning right. of his relation to the main story. Um, I am also sad that you uh, you read that part. That's it. What sucked is I was waiting an hour for him to die. I tried warning you. Well, it was a little too late. Um, And then, yeah, he's like, you know, he's in Paris and he's like talking to somebody. He's like, oh, you know, got to be careful. Some guy tries to come into his room to give him a suit. and He's like, that ain't mine. Do you think that was like an explosion? There was an explosive device in that suit. That was what that first thing was. It was weird, wasn't it? Because it made it feel like, um, didn't it make it feel like, okay, you know how later that that milky-eyed guy was hiding in the closet? Mm Mm-hmm. Didn't it make it feel like that guy opened the closet to set something up so that the guy could go into the closet easier? There's just like food and like, stuff, just like a grab bag of snacks. <laughs> no, but I mean, like maybe opening the door and seeing like the the fact that it's out of the eye line of the, of the of the I don't know. I don't know. It just felt like there was a connection that was supposed to be made there, but it didn't make it very well. Yeah. Um. So then he goes to meet uh, this guy, Leclerc, and like the whole time there's this like ominous music playing everyone's looking at him including like the the one-eyed asian fella and um and then we see like a baby carriage rolled by his car and then it shows the fake baby uh and the explosion i mean all that stuff i i liked that part of it 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 felt like a spy i mean it is kind of a spy thriller sort of um but we never really get, no. I, you know, this is based off a book. So I imagine the book does a lot better explanation of like who Janeway and Roy Scheider's character is, like what organization they work for. Because I think they're just assassins. They're in their like, oil business. Well, they said that they fill the gap between the CIA and FBI. So maybe they're like hired guns by like the federal government. But like, you know, kind of like kind of like Wesley Snipes and U.S. Marshals a little bit. Yeah, you know. I could see that. I mean, it's like it would need like a this is the 70s, right? And this took place in present day for that time. So it was about 30 years after World War Two. So it's like they're the cleanup crew of like the Nazis that escaped. Um, but can you explain something to me? Because in the hotel room, he he's messing with these chocolates um, and then he delivers the chocolates. But there's something under those chocolates, right? Yeah, probably. Probably. I the, the movie kind of doesn't like go into great detail about what he's doing in the Paris. I, I thought the diamonds they... were under the chocolate. No, I don't think he had access to that. I mean, the Paris stuff is kind of... Do we even know if it's related to the Nazi stuff? It's I don't gotta think be... we do. <sighs> It's only related because uh, Zell hires the Asian guy to kill him in Paris. That's the only relation, really. Yeah. Who who buys him the um, the opera ticket? Leclerc. So whatever he delivered to Leclerc 
in those chocolates. It, it, I mean, they, it never comes up because then Leclerc dies. Yeah, he's killed by the, in the, the one eyed fella. So he's hired by the, uh, sorry. So he's the one eyed fella is uh, um, hired by Zell to take out Scheider. And then he's unsuccessful in doing so. But then this entire time, Elsa's a plant for his brother. <sighs> yeah, I, I guess. Like, so I it don't... has to be connected from the beginning because they planted Elsa way early on. Um, or did they? Because he pursued Elsa, right? Like Elsa didn't even pursue him. Yeah, but the Elsa stuff happens like right after the Paris stuff. Um, because he's so. Zell's trying to kill. He's trying to kill Roy Scheider because he thinks he's going to rob him of his diamonds, which well, I don't know. Why? And it doesn't seem like he ever was going to do that. Um, and then, so Roy Scheider goes to the opera and Leclerc is killed. But what was the point of that? And why didn't you kill him at the opera too when he goes in the box? Maybe kill him right then? Like, But instead, Roy Scheider runs back to his hotel. Well, no, no, no. He, he tells, we forgot about where him he's telling Janeway about the bomb and Janeway's like, you're paranoid. And I'm like, what the fuck's up with this guy? And it's because he's a bad guy. Um, is Janeway a bad guy? Like, I don't even understand his motivations at all. <laughs> yeah. Janeway's a bad guy, but is he a bad guy? I don't know. Um, so anyway, is he goes, he, is he like, <sighs> no, I was going to compare him to Robert Downey Jr. In us marshals, but he was a bad guy. And so then we are back at this hotel room and it kind of starts panning in on the hotel room and you hear Roy Scheider making sex noises. You're like, oh, he's banging that chick from the cafe earlier. And then, no, he's just doing push-ups. And I think my favorite scene is the hotel attack scene. It's like staged very well. You have this guy in the wheelchair on the other side is sort of this view from that angle. I think that was blood really, everywhere. that was really like, small detail that was was needed to make that scene more interesting was the guy on the other side it was like trying to get his attention to his nurse but then she yeah after he kills the asian guy because when i you know i read that roy scheider dies in this so him not dying was a huge surprise to me um and then after he kills the asian guy he makes a call that sounds mm-hmm. straight out of John Wick. You know what I mean? It's like this coded, like, I need a cleanup crew. We got this bot. You know what I mean? But it's all in code the oh, same oh, way yeah, like John yeah, Wick yeah. does it. Um, and then he says, he, I think he tells Janeway. Yeah, because Janeway visits him in the hospital. And he's like, oh, they're getting all the couriers. Which, like, the only connection to that is, like, later on, we find out Elsa was just a courier. We don't really know what these couriers do in any like real meaningful way. So whatever he was delivering to Leclerc, just, he was just a courier courier in that sense. Right. Well, no, he's an assassin. Okay. According, to, well, like, according to the book. So vague. So vague. Um, but yeah, he says they're getting all the couriers. And then right after this, there's a scene and I, I guess we can, I want to, we'll just cover the Roy Scheider shit until he meets up with his brother. But right after this, he's meeting this woman from the cafe earlier and he's like, oh, they're onto us, you know. And she walks through into the darkness and then I think it just gets fucking hit. And then like a soccer, you know, I mean, I think she gets taken out. And then a soccer ball gets, a soccer ball gets kicked to Roy Scheider and he's just like, oh, fuck this and like runs off. Yeah. And the, the soccer, the soccer ball or like any type of like bouncing ball that comes into light from the darkness is very like a horror movie trope. It's a very interesting like like uh, this happens before he takes out the Asian guy, too. So it was definitely the Asian guy that took her out. Right. Had to be right. Right. Yeah. That happened before the guy in the hotel room. Right. Yeah. Which so. It's a very like horror movie trope to like roll the ball out from like the pitch black, but also why a soccer ball? I guess because they're just they're everywhere in France. That's the reason. 
Fun fact, and I'm actually not sure this is a fact. This is just a, a thing that I observed. Um, is that facts? If I observe it? Anyways. If, it, if it's true. Yeah, well, this could be true. That's, that uh, location where she gets taken out and the soccer ball rolls with all the columns. Yeah. That, that location is in um, the movie Charade. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Movie I haven't seen, so it means nothing to me that you said that. Okay. Um. So back to like the Dustin Hoffman stuff. We, I mean, we talked about how he gets into this seminar and the, like the McCarthyism stuff when we learn about his dad killing himself because he was accused of being a, a communist or a communist sympathizer. Um. And then he meets Elsa in the library and kind of stalks her, like steals her book so he can follow her home and give it to her which is fine but then just like she says bye and he like keeps walking in which if she's like planted this part's weird that she's not like she's very much tells him to fuck off like the first time in the library and then all the way in her apartment yep yeah that's what i was thinking too but then the second time they meet he's like i want to take you out and she's like okay fine whatever they're at the zoo and she's like I really like you. And she's like, I really like you. And I was like, okay, what, what, what is going on? Uh, yeah. I don't know because then was she never a plant for him? And it was just all coincidence or did, was she so confident that to make it look more realistic, the more times she like rejects him, she, she knows that he'll just keep trying. And then why did they why did they beat them up in Central Park? Like the two German henchmen beat up Elsa, but mostly beat up Dustin Hoffman. Were they just looking for the key? I it was either that or or it was a warning to to Roy Scheider. Well, he kind of says that later on, but like I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't I don't understand that part at all. Look, I don't I don't know if it's the key or if it, I just know the lack of marathons at this point. <laughs> I was really wanting to see at least two in yeah. this movie, one in the beginning and one. In, I thought this was a sports movie. Um, <laughs> so, you know, deep down, deep down, I think uh, suggesting this movie to you, I kind of hope you would think it would be a sports movie. And then I knew uh-huh. how disappointed you'd be. <laughs> Well, I at least knew some of it, I guess, because it, like I think the reason this came to your mind, right, is because this was frame a uh, frame to the other day. No, not at all. That's weird. Yeah, like a month ago, this was frame. I thought you mentioned it to me. Um, we're then in a jungle, which I was like, is this Asia? And it turns out to be Uruguay, and all the Nazis hide in South America, man. Obviously, but yeah, I didn't I didn't know what we were doing right now. Um. Some of them should have hid in Asia because they like would have never been found. No one was looking there. But this guy has a fucking banging pad in the middle of the Uruguayan jungle. He yeah. has security with like assault rifles all up and down the river. Why does he also need all these diamonds? He's like old as shit too. Like he's <laughs> he's never gonna be able to spend all of this money. Greed. Yeah, I mean, I know that's the answer. I'm just trying to tell him, like, you've already kind of done pretty well for yourself. Why were the diamonds just not in Uruguay to begin with? I guess, like, he needed his brother to sneak them out and he had just never gotten them yet. You could also just, yeah, you could also ask the guy from from, uh, Inside Man why the Nazi diamonds are in America. And if, if Roy Scheider wanted to steal from you, why wouldn't he have just kicked the shit out of your brother and stolen the key and just taken the diamonds whenever he wanted. I mean, there's probably... Because I was in the U.S. and he was in Paris at the time. Yeah, no, I I guess it just doesn't make sense that Roy Scheider was ever going to try and rob Zell. Like, because Janeway didn't want to rob him either. No, because Janeway probably had a cut down the line somewhere. You know, if like, if if Janeway could have kept Scheider away from Zell, Zell would probably cut Janeway a pretty piece you know there's some overall information missing from like what was Scheider actually intending to do with Zell 
Because it, it feels like Zell brought this all on himself. Like he's I like think, tries to kill Shider. That's, that's the point. That's the point that he brought his demise onto himself. And then he underestimated Dustin Hoffman, which how how could you not in this film? And uh, and then he he has, you know, his downfall. But what's what's in- interesting, first of all, we didn't talk about the fact that Dustin Hoffman's name is Babe in this film. And then Roy Scheider's name is Doc. And it's like, yeah, it, it's like best- it's like nicknames that they bestowed upon themselves. Well, when Elsa was taught when was yelling for him when he when she was being beat up by the, the two Nazis in suits, she was like, babe, babe. And I was like. Like, oh, they're at that level in the relationship, like, babe, like, right. But like, also, if you're like calling out, if you're being like mugged in a in a in Central Park and you're being like, babe, your wife wouldn't be like, babe, babe, she'd be like, let's get the fuck out of here, David, you know? Well, except I'm getting beat up by two guys, so I don't know. I I don't know what's happening there. She needs to like throw some punches is what she needs to happen. Sure, sure. Uh, so the Nazi comes to New York, shaves his head, you know, a straight horseshoe pattern in his hair to, to hide who he is. Um, <laughs> right, that's a look. So Roy Scheider comes to his apartment, uh, to Babe's apartment at night, and he's already gotten beaten up, so he's freaked out. And he's like, I have a gun. I was like, you don't have a gun. It turns out he does have a gun. Um, it's his father's like the, gun. Yeah, the, the suicide weapon. Uh, there are so many like things in this movie that are trying to trick you, but because this movie is so old that don't have a chance in hell of actually like tricking you of anything. Like what? Um, so that was obviously Roy Scheider. I will say there was one thing when the two henchmen come and grab him in the middle. I thought it was Elsa who had just come over. I thought it was going to be like a, a fake out that he was like in the bathtub naked. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. The, the Janeway double cross actually yeah. surprised me. It surprised me until they were in the car and he started talking and I was like, oh, he's asking, he's trying to figure out what he knows. This is like a fake out. Well, I know obviously up to that point, but up to that point, I was like, oh, that's, that's good. That's good. No. Yeah. But so, well, because when his brother dies, he gets stabbed by the Nazi, which is one thing that's cool that they do is. The Nazi stabs him, but we don't see how. And then later on, we see the retractable knife in his in his uh, arm. Yeah, we um, didn't. You know, we didn't know like, fucking Assassin's Creed was going to play into this, right? Um, so he kills his brother, and the scene where Roy shows up had made it all the way to his brother to like die in his arms. There's like I read somewhere that like the book kind of explains this more. The movie does a little bit about how like. He traveled all that way because he wanted to see his brother like one last because of like he was questioning his life and his choices of being an assassin. There's so much about that in the in the book. But um, when you see Roy Scheider in the apartment door, it's freaky. Like he like you can tell he's about to die and like the, the yeah. makeup and his acting is all really great. And also like. I think like a really strong point in the movie is that Doc makes it all the way to Babe's place just to to die in his arms and to like signify that he loves him. And Zell can't understand finding the strength uh, in someone to just do that. There has to be like a deeper motivation. And so that's where the torture scene comes out. But the fact yeah. that it was just because he loved him, there's like, and he, and, and the Nazi just can't, comprehend that i think it just like it's a really strong point in the film yeah and before roy died he has dinner with um with dustin hoffman and elsa and he like basically just calls her out like makes up a whole bunch of swiss facts and then it's like none of that's true so i have an issue with that first of all the mountain range okay fine that can i like if you're gonna say okay let me if you're gonna say you're from someplace do your fucking research right so if he's going to lie about the mountain range, she should have known and she'd be like, that mountain range isn't in, in, in Switzerland. But then when he's like, oh, that one very specific ski instructor, did you take lessons from him? And she's like, oh, yeah, I took lessons from him. 
stupid, dumb. You just don't like if he specifies something, you're just like, no, I, I didn't. I My family was poor and I didn't have the chance. You I don't know. But you don't say, oh, yeah, that one specific guy in all of Switzerland. Yep. Me and him are big pals. Yeah, yeah. Her cover was not the best. So maybe it is believable that she was just a courier, not ready for this this life. Um, so Roy dies. Janeway shows up. He's like, you know, we did very secretive work. Uh, I want to use you as bait. And Dustin Hoffman's like, this is how I should have known it wasn't Elsa. If I had known Janeway was a plant, then I would have known it wasn't Elsa, right? Because Janeway's like, I want to use you as bait. And Dustin's Hoffman's, Dustin Hoffman is like, well, are they, are they going to come tonight? And he's like, nah, they won't come tonight. And then they come like 10 minutes later when he's in the bathroom, right? Like they come right away yeah. to surprise him. Um, but that's why I thought it was Elsa because it was like, you know, it would have just been a good like kind of jump scare moment where you're like, oh shit, they're about to get me. And then it's like, Elsa Elsa just like pops in like, you know, ready, ready for, like, some, for round like, three. What the hell, babe? What is all the... Um, but I think the movie kind of backtracks itself, like kind of goes at a standstill. They're trying to break in the bathroom door. He breaks the window. I guess that the window is either too small or the glass is too sharp for him to crawl through. So he busts through and what tries to make it past them, but then gets kidnapped anyway. Well, I mean, he wasn't going to be able to hold them off forever. They fucking crowbars to take off. I mean, he was in a shitty apartment and they were about to crowbar off the door. So. No, but I guess just crawl through the window. I don't know. He's not on the first floor. It's like he would. That's not a window you escape out of. There's no, like it's just it's nothing but you know air and ground. Oh, he's not on the first floor. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about this. Yeah. So yeah, he's at least probably a couple up. Um. So he gets tortured, and I read that. This movie and the book and this movie were a lot more violent, but they did some test screenings and the audience just didn't like the violence. So there's supposed to be a whole nother assassin scene with Roy Scheider where he's talking to a fellow assassin who gets killed and then he tries to kill like the other assassins. And then this torture scene was supposed to be a lot worse. One thing I did not realize is so he gets sort of tortured, he gets out and then he gets tortured again. I didn't realize that his teeth were completely fucked for the rest of the movie until like the very end when like his front tooth just has a hole in it where they just drilled a hole straight through his tooth. Yeah. It's fucked up, man. I it like it is about teeth. Yeah, no, me too. It is fucked up. And and uh, but. When when he's being tortured and Zell is like a dentist, all of a sudden he like brings out his tools checks his teeth. He's like, oh, a cavity and decides to torture him that way. What if he didn't have a cavity? He might not have. Might have been the... a lie. <laughs> no, I think he did. And he used it for like the thing. And I love the escalation of it. He's like, oh, you think like a like a fuck nerve hurts? Dude, what if I carve into like a fresh nerve that that's the worst? And then that's what happens. So they torture him, then they do the trick with Janeway. He doesn't admit to anything there. And he's like, I don't think they know. And he's like, well, I'm going to torture him some more. Then 30 seconds later, with all the torture that they probably cut out, then Zell's like, yeah, he doesn't know. He doesn't know shit. So with like the, he's like, oh, I can torture you some more. or I could give you this, this clove oil to like make you feel better. It's like the difference between pain and, and levity of said pain or whatever. But I think this is the first movie that like positively promotes essential oils doing something. Uh, I was just thinking, how did he get the clove oil? But I realized he asks her to meet him at a pharmacy. So he went and bought more of his own, I guess. No. Okay. Cause it's like, how did he get Zell's clove oil off of him? Oh, I thought he stole it when he, when he fucking got escaped by Jane. Nah, but that wouldn't make any sense either. Yeah. So, um yeah they're basically about to murder him and janeway's telling zell like hey you have to get out of here by one o'clock tomorrow we don't need you anymore um which i don't understand because yeah Zane, janeway doesn't seem to be getting a cut of the bank either because he doesn't really seem to care if it happens or not yeah so, so what Jan does he mean by I, I we don't need you anymore you need to get out of well, you're right because that that part doesn't make sense he's like well if i can conclude my business by one i'll be out of here and he's like 
I don't care. And then, so did Janeway just want Roy Scheider killed for some reason that we don't know? That has to be it, but like... Listen, whoever's listening to us right now probably thinks we're morons who didn't get the movie, but please watch the movie and and and, and then message and answer us. Our, yeah, answer our questions. Yeah. Um. So then he kind of escapes. He um, knocks one of the henchmen over and starts running, and we're like, ah, now this running... Although he's not like a sprinter. So he's just long distance. But like I was expecting eventually him to just run for so long that like the other guys like give up. But like they just kind of miss him on a hill. Janeway does. And then they get in a car and then he jumps from one highway to the other, which I thought was pretty cool and then has enough time. I thought when the other guy like when the truck hits into them as they're like trying to stop to get him that they were going to kill those guys. But they just like ignored them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, me too. And then I also thought it was going to be like, um. Well, the movie the movie makes it seem that they lose him on the freeway and then he he takes a taxi to the end of his block but the two guys in suits that were with Janeway are already by his front door he stops at a payphone to call Elsa and I'm like your brother already kind of showed you that Elsa's bad um so what are you doing not but bad I guess just that- not to be trusted well, but and I guess at that point he maybe is formulating this final plan, right? When he calls Elsa, he knows she's bad, but it'll lead him to he'll have a gun because he he goes to the guys who make fun of him across the street and he's like, "I need you to rob my place." And I love these five, seven guys like walk up to his place. Janeway pulls a gun, and then three guns get pulled on him, and they're like, "What the fuck are you gonna do?" Yeah, the the one the one is what did he say? He goes, "Go blow smoke up your ass, motherfucker." <laughs> And then he meets up with Elsa to take him out to what I thought was a childhood home. It's just a random house. It looks very similar. And he's like, I know that you're working for Zell. Where is he? And she's like, how did you know? He's like, I didn't until now. Um, and then Janeway and the henchmen come. And this is where things get real weird. Um, real, real fucking weird. So he's got a gun on them. One of the henchmen pulls. Janeway kills that henchman. Kills the other and is like, hey, go get Zell. He's at the bank. So Dustin Hoffman's like, okay, cool. And he starts walking out and then Janeway grabs his gun to shoot him. Elsa warns him. And then he, uh, Dustin Hoffman, kills Janeway after he kills Elsa. What is Janeway doing? (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't, that whole thing was kind of messy from the get-go maybe he I mean, thinks by killing the henchman like if if the henchman pulls a gun and dustin hoffman kills the henchman maybe dustin hoffman just starts shooting everybody so maybe janeway's like hey i'm a good guy and starts killing them first that's like the only thing that makes sense to me that is the only thing that makes sense what also doesn't make sense is that as soon as they show up to the house and babe kind of has the upper hand just shoot them in the yard He's like, oh, you won't shoot us. Why? Because there's a hundred people around? No, there's fucking nobody around. What was Dustin Hoffman trying to do? Were the cops really coming? I don't know. I think it was a bluff. And if it was a bluff, why was it a bluff? Why didn't he call the cops? I don't know. I don't know. See, I feel like you were okay with this movie, but then the more we talk about it, the more inconvenience and and plot holes tend to pop up. No, I was not okay with it coming into it. I thought it was enjoyable, but there's so many fucking questions. I don't understand a single fucking thing Janeway does in this movie. I barely understand what hmm. Zell does. Zell is just like, you have to chalk it up to him just being an idiot. And greedy and and like very focus-minded on his diamonds, but... I, I now want to remember so desperately why I was specifically shown this movie in film school. What what was it? Was it the cinematography? Was it definitely wasn't the audio because no one could fucking match up their the the dialogue to the movement of their mouths at all through the whole oh. film is probably the most distracting thing is that no one's dialogue matched. Also, the version I had did not have subtitles available, so I was lost in a few spots, too. Oh, well, that, maybe that actually explains why we didn't understand half the movie. It still doesn't explain Zell or uh, Janeway. 
barely Zell. So the next we get, Zell is decided that he doesn't know what diamonds are worth. So in order to know what <laughs> diamonds are worth, <laughs> yeah, 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 he yeah. goes to the Jewish section of New York to the Diamond District. This like honored rebel Nazi, not rebel Nazi, but like reveled in like. <laughs> and, and like Chewbacca just living it up in Uruguay. <laughs> no, but but he's like this this he's like um like a very famous Nazi. Tortured a whole bunch of people um right alongside I mean he's the, he's a stand-in for Mangala, right? So like yeah, yeah, probably yeah, yeah. so I mean like people are going to fucking recognize him. You are the torturer of Auschwitz. The White Angel. And you're there. You meet what he ran into like three people and one of them met and like knew who he was. And then another woman just saw you on the street and knew who she was. What was interesting about that old woman on the street? I was, I was like, is she another spy? Because she's like just watching him. I was like, you know how in the beginning scene with Roy Scheider, all these people are watching him and you're like, oh, these are like people who are going to try and kill him. And then it just like was the one Asian guy. Right. The one old lady i was like oh is she gonna is she like a secret agent or something and then no she's just she was also tortured by this guy this guy has the best luck too right like never mind the fact that that you're recognized which is the worst luck but the fact that the two people who do recognize you one gets hit by a car and then you can like literally kill the other one in broad daylight and no one fucking bats an eye well, that's when we see the knife work, which she actually wasn't hit by the car. She was almost hit by the car and then fell down and then gets up as everyone runs over to her. And she's like, no, that guy, someone stop him. And then he just finally gets in a cab. And I was like, there were seven other cabs you could have gotten in. Yeah, but not before cutting this guy's throat off. Right. And then <laughs> and then he's like. He gets away with it, like no one catches him doing it, except maybe that one shop. Uh, owner who looked through her window uh but she didn't do anything that never comes up so I don't. <laughs> what about the acting when he saw the diamonds which once again he's living pretty high and mighty in south america and he sees all these diamonds just like oh where he like comes so <laughs> he's so <laughs> gleeful that the guy comes to check on him. he's like are you okay he's like, he's like <laughs> I'm, I'm fine i'm i'm really i'm really okay yeah um and then we get to the ending and so this the you know the book was written by william goldman and in the original ending in the book dustin hoffman takes him into central park and just executes him (laughs) okay and then the and then the police come and just arrest him and like take him off and uh william goldman said that this ending in this movie was shit and i don't it wasn't shit um it's like a highly convenient ending to where you know dustin hoffman doesn't like just murder this guy it's it's a bit contrived because like i said earlier this episode um you know if i dozed off in the middle of it you start out with this like movie the guy is running and then stuff happens in paris with his brother sure but then the next thing you know you're in this like water maintenance uh building and you're throwing diamonds around it's it's just it is a weird ending for what this movie is in the bulk of it, right? And so it's a very like um what do I what am I trying to say? It's like the location for the end scene is very odd. Why? What was the Dustin Hoffman's plan? How many diamonds did Zell have to eat before he's like, okay, all right, that's a good amount. I'm gonna head out. <laughs> I will see you later. I have about half a mil in my stomach right now, and I really, really have to shit. Half a mil would be like five diamonds. No, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Wait, did they say that one of these diamonds was like 90, 90 grand? They, so they said a six. We get shown a three carat diamond, which is pretty small. They said a six carat diamond, which we don't see would be 90 grand some of those di- i mean those diamonds were so fucking fake but like some of them were like six carats some of them look like 12 like they were just i mean like a couple of them and once again he's set and the exchange rate in uruguay i imagine is pretty beneficial for people who have diamonds 
So like, just swallow three and then just like, all right, I'm good. He's like, swallow, you can keep whatever you swallow. And it's like, all right, well, I swallowed three. I don't really need the rest. Like, do it, you know, I'm going to head out. I think it was just a way of torturing him. And then he was going to kill him, whatever, you know, despite that. I don't know, because there is this like, the movie is just try like, is trying to not have him be like a cold blooded killer. That's, That's why true. they sort of. That's true. That's why they went away from the book. Like everyone he kills, he kills the one henchman who's pulling a gun on him. He doesn't shoot the other one. Janeway shoots the other one. He then doesn't kill Janeway until Janeway is shooting at him. Um, And then, yeah, he's not, he never kills Zell. Zell ends up killing himself. And like, a, as soon as he falls down the stairs, I'm just like, oh my God, he just stabbed himself, didn't he? And he stabbed himself as he's on the stairs. But then what? Does he jump in the water? And he falls in the water. He dies. <sighs> Yeah, I guess. But then he's floating. Like, where is he floating? Here's an interesting thought. You think Dustin Hoffman jumped in that water and tried to recover as many diamonds as he could? <laughs> the director's like, they're glass. they're glass. No, I don't mean I don't mean the actor Dustin Hoffman. I mean the character of Babe. And he's like, well, the Nazi's dead. I better like retrieve these diamonds now. In real life, he might have. Um, in this one, he clearly kind of just walks away. Like, there are definitely still like a ton of like valuable shit in that briefcase like he had not thrown oh no i guess he'd thrown it he threw the whole thing in the water so yeah and he threw the whole briefcase yeah yeah i don't know he just sort of walks off i mean he has to get out of there because that dude clearly called the cops that saw him with the gun earlier uh, that's yeah. the other thing about this movie is he apparently called the cops out to this cabin they never showed up he has this whole 10 minute long scene as like some dude has seen him with a gun and has clearly reported that to the cops. Although I guess if they're in the middle of Central Park, it probably would have taken that guy a while to find a cop or it could have taken him a while. That's true. There's no, there's no phones. There's no, there's no cell phones. But I would think it's not like he left the facility. He just went into the back. So I, I assume that he was going to find like a landline. Well, in the back was in the lake. So yeah, where did he go? Maybe he just was like, fuck it. I'll just chill back here. I don't know. <laughs> He collected the diamonds after everyone went home and died. Yeah. He's like, all right. They're like, we found 995 diamonds. The guy's like, that's a weird number. I'm going to head out. <laughs> so so let's just kind of wrap it up. So the movie kind of wraps up there. It, it, it ends there with Dustin Hoffman kind of growing it out of his shell. And you see him uh, toss the gun. You see him finally toss his father's gun. Which is not only getting rid of the evidence that he had a gun and he killed, you know, people with it, but it was he finally like let his past go. I think that was the representation of it. What we what we missed talking about, and I just want to touch on this lightly, is at the very beginning when he's running. That guy that he was chasing. That was running with him, he was trying to like outrun him. That was a weird. Was it just to show us that he was not that great of a runner? I think it was to show like a, a a neediness from him to kind of prove himself and like, you know what I mean? Like just a, I don't know. Like a, like he felt challenged, and I guess he kind of felt challenged, and you know that these people killed his his brother, so a sense of like vindication right and this guy passed him so a sense of like i need to to pass this guy back that's um, true yeah you're right you're right but i don't know i don't know that's just me stopping off bullshit so overall thoughts david overall thoughts i mean after talking it out i have more questions than thoughts i still like enjoyed it i actually like you told me you're like man i can't I, you know before i i think even started it you're like man this is a really really slow burn but i actually think i liked the first hour more than the rest of it the lead up was actually was going in a direction i was like this is really interesting and i think the execution of the ending for me left a lot to be desired you know what's funny is so a lot of older movies are fairly like highly rated right like when we look at like you know i mean like if you just look at like the fucking Rotten Tomatoes, et cetera, da, da, da. This one is, like I said, it's got like kind of a very middling review. And that's where I come out on it, right? Like there's like some 
some not great acting in it in certain points, but like there are like the Janeway surprise in the middle is very good. There is some, you know, there's some very good parts to it, but there's some other just when a movie, when I'm watching a movie like this and I'm just like, this doesn't make sense. This isn't, why is this guy doing this? Why is that guy doing this? What is his motivation? You know, there's in certain respects when, you know, the movie doesn't explain everything, like not explaining who these guys are, like they're just assassins or whatever. That's fine. But when you have a character like Janeway, who I have no idea what he's doing or why he's doing it. Yeah, you. his motivation is completely unclear. It just throws you so off so much that you're just like, I don't know. It, it takes you out of it a little bit. It's still like it was a good movie. I'm, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, just a lot of questions. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I, I was really hoping a, a rewatch of this movie after so many years would like make me like remember this film. But honestly, I'm kind of walking away with this with the same uh, clarity that I had nine, ten years ago, which is none. Uh, so, yeah, but like you said, I mean, it's it's enjoyable to a certain degree. It's just not really the film I thought it was. Um, definitely not a film like The Running Man. With, I mean, too, uh, <laughs> too many, too many Nazis, not enough marathons for me. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of I Finally Watched. I'm Alon, and this is David. And today, I finally watched Marathon Man. <laughs>